listening to Window into Wage and Hour, a podcast series that shines the light on time and money laws impacting your business today. Welcome to our clients and friends. This is Bill Martici, the practice group leader of the Shikhardi National Employment Litigation and Policy Practice. And here we are in Washington, D.C. And as we delve ever more into our Wage and Hour podcast, We today are going to focus on the salary basis of the salary aspect of the wage and hour white-collar exemptions. As you know, there are the classic white-collar exemptions, which have, as part of the requirements to qualify as an exemption, the duties test and the salaries test. And the salary test, of course, is salary level, but ever more critically, it is the salary basis test. Now, it is the responsibility of the employer in an affirmative aspect to be able to demonstrate that, in fact, there is a salary in place. This is the procedural affirmative burden of the employer. And in that regard, what is at the heart, if you will, of the salary basis. At the heart of the salary basis is that an employee will be considered to be paid on a salary basis within the meaning of the act and the appropriate regulations if the employee regularly receives each pay period on a weekly or less frequent basis a predetermined amount constituting all or part of the employee's compensation, which amount is not subject to reduction because of variations in the quality or quantity of the work performed. Now, in that respect, the courts have been very thoughtful to highlight essentially there are three elements of the salary basis test. First, a predetermined amount. Second, which is not subject to reduction, and third, which is not based on the quality or quantity of work performed. Now, in this regard, just to highlight some of the challenges that come into play. Of course, if you think about it in a very straightforward, simple way, that's helpful because the salary is this predetermined specified amount that the employee is paid in connection with his or her position. The amount of time needed to do the work, the quality, the quantity of the work, or the output will vary, but the payment must remain the same. Of course, the benefit here for the employer is that one can have a set amount and have a certain number of hours that are flexible, The benefit for the employee is there's a set amount as well, and hopefully some flexibility with respect to hours. But let's let's posit two or three situations. Suppose, for example, that an exempt employee, an executive, an administrative employee, a professional employee, takes the afternoon off to attend his or her personal business. Perhaps they're going to a school event for one of their children, or they're going to help out a friend on a special occasion. For those hours that are missed in the afternoon, 
if the hours are not counted against the salary, then that's a true salary basis. On the other hand, if somehow those hours affect the salary, then that amount of the salary is not predetermined and it in fact would be based on quantity and therefore it wouldn't truly be a salary. Another example, suppose that your computer system crashes. It's unavailable for two or three hours. You as an exempt employee leave the workplace for the rest of the day. Again, you are to be paid for that time. You are given certain flexibility with respect to your hours and you must receive the predetermined amount of pay and it's not subject to reduction due to variations in the quantity or the quality of your work performed. Now there are certain areas where you can legitimately as an employer make deductions and we're just going to mention a few to explain there's some flexibility here. That is there can be deductions from the pay of exempt employees if in fact there are penalties imposed in good faith for infractions of safety rules of major significance. There also can be deductions from pay of exempt employees for disciplinary suspensions of one day or more that are imposed in good faith for infractions of workplace rules. An employer is not required to pay the full salary in the initial or terminal week of one's employment. And most significant of all, that exempt employees need not be paid for any work week in which they perform no work. On the other hand, if an exempt employee works for a few hours in a given work week, then that exempt employee is entitled to their salary payments. In contrast, exempt status is not jeopardized by deductions for absences of a day or more for personal reasons, as we've noted, for absences due to sickness or accidents, provided that the employer has a policy for compensating employees when days are lost due to sickness or accidents. And as we noted, for certain other limited circumstances. The long and short of it is that the salary basis test means that that predetermined amount will be paid, except in very limited narrow circumstances, and will be paid regardless of the quality or quantity of the work performed. Thank you so much for joining us. That concludes our discussion of the salary basis provisions. Thank you for listening to this episode of Window into Wage and Hour. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertising. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered any kind of legal advice. Thank you.